0: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Keeping an Eye on the Geopolitical Ball with me, Jamie Shea, Senior Fellow at Friends of Europe. Well, this week has been anger week uh, in the diplomatic jargon. That is the United Nations General Assembly, which has been holding its 78th uh, annual session uh, in uh, uh, New York. Uh, This year, uh, the mood has been particularly gloomy. Uh, Only President Biden Uh, of the permanent members of the Security Council uh, made the journey uh, to uh, New York. The other four members, including Putin and President Xi, uh, decided to stay at home. Uh, Antonio Guterres, the Secretary General of the United States, said that Libya, I quote, is a sad snapshot of the state of the world uh, today, uh, referring to the flooding disaster in Libya and the very slow uh, international humanitarian response, including by the United Nations. He pointed out also the number of countries that today are defying uh, UN Security Council uh, resolutions uh, and also uh, pointed out uh, to the great challenge of achieving the Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, Indeed, at a time when the UN's efforts at peacekeeping and conflict resolution are at an all-time low, for instance, Mali has just kicked out the UN Peacekeeping Force, MINUSMA, uh, and just a couple of days ago, the UN Special Envoy on the Conflict uh, in Sudan, Volker Pertes of Germany, uh, resigned, saying that he had reached a a complete uh, impasse. So at a time when that role of the UN seems to be on the wane, what Guterres wanted to do was to boost the UN role elsewhere, particularly when it comes to dealing with the problems uh, in the developing countries, the so-called LDCs. Now, back in 2015, the UN approved uh, 17 uh, Sustainable Development Goals to deal with things like the education of girls, uh, improvements in health and education, water and agriculture uh, and the like. But Guterres first of all reported, uh, based on a recent UN analysis, that it's still going to take um, 290 years uh, before equality between men and women will be reached under the Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, only 15% of those goals have now been effectively implemented uh, over a decade on, uh, and uh, the currently, Uh, Some goals are even going into reverse, particularly when it comes to uh, child uh, vaccination. Fifty percent of the goals are currently at a uh, standstill. Uh, Of course, uh, this was a noble effort to divert attention away from the world's conflicts. But Ukraine inevitably was back on the uh, agenda. President Biden pointed out that if Putin was successful militarily in Ukraine, Other dictators elsewhere would be encouraged to do the same. And President Zelensky turned up to give his first in-person address uh, to the UN Security Council to be followed by the Russian foreign minister deputizing for Putin, Sergei Lavrov, who claimed that it was a uh, genocide perpetrated against the Russian speakers in Ukraine by the Ukrainians that had triggered the Russian uh, intervention in the first place. So no great progress there. So the clashes that have now become almost ritualistic on the occasion of the September UN General Assembly meetings have led many people to ask, well, you know, if the UN can no longer really do crisis resolution, if its peacekeeping missions are failing, Uh, uh, if its resolutions are being defied by countries like Iran or or North Korea vis-a-vis their uh, nuclear uh, uh, programs, uh, where can the UN still make a a difference? Well, I would argue that there are four areas where, notwithstanding all of the criticism, the UN is still useful. uh, And in fact, more than that, necessary. Indeed, to paraphrase Voltaire, uh, who once said, if God did not exist, we would have to invent him. And we would also need to invent the UN. The, the first one, uh, unsurprisingly, is global uh, climate change. The UN reports, particularly the IPCC, the International Panel on Climate Change, is really the gold standard when it comes to scientific data and analysis on global warming. Warming. Uh, Antonio Guterres will go down in history for his time at the UN as the chief spokesman on The warnings of the implications of global warming. In fact, he said just yesterday that humanity has opened the gates to hell on climate, uh, now heading towards a target of 2.8% of warming over pre industrial levels. Whereas, of course, the Paris goal set by the UN back in 2015 was to stabilize at uh, uh, 1.5%. But this week, the UN showed that it could not only issue warnings, but it can actually do something. In New York, a new UN treaty on the protection of the world's oceans was signed, with 60 initial countries participating. This treaty will help to conserve biodiversity. uh, And uh, it meets the target adopted by the UN General Assembly last year to protect 30% of the Earth's land and sea space, and make that a sanctuary, in other words, by uh, 2030. The UN also held a climate ambition summit where only those countries uh, which had actually made progress uh, on uh, greening their economies over the last year were invited to speak, which led to the rather surprising phenomenon and unusual that China and the United States could not speak and were relegated uh, to the uh, uh, audience. Now, the new treaty on oceanic biodiversity needs to be ratified, but at least it shows that on climate, the UN is driving the process. A second area I would venture would be on arms control. Um, The UN is the guardian of important arms control treaties like the Non-Proliferation Treaty, uh, which stops uh, the production and possession of nuclear weapons except by the five permanent members of the uh, Security Council, the Chemical Weapons Convention, the Biological Weapons Convention and others, and indeed on chemical weapons. The UN, particularly with its agency in the Hague, the International Organization for the Prevention of Chemical Weapons, has done a very fine job in exposing the use of chemical weapons by the Assad regime in Syria and providing evidence against a great deal of opposition. The UN agency in Vienna, the International Atomic Energy Agency, has done a fine job in exposing also the uh, cheating of Iran over a long period period of time. Now, admittedly, in arms control, the UN so far has been less successful in regulating new areas like artificial intelligence, hypersonic weapons, and above all, cyber weapons. But it's the one forum where these universal arms control treaties can effectively be uh, negotiated. A third area is transactional justice or, or war crimes, where the UN now runs the International Criminal Court, also in The Hague. The week before the General Assembly, the International Criminal Court brought out a new report on Ethiopia, pointing out that war crimes were still being committed in the Tigray province, even though there had been a ceasefire and a peace agreement in existence for the last uh, 10 months. The tribunal has also notably indicted Putin uh, for the illegal deportation of children from Ukraine. But this week, while the anger was going on in New York, in The Hague, 32 countries, including 12 EU states, and also Australia and Canada, petitioned the International Court of Justice to decide that it has jurisdiction in a case brought by Ukraine against Russia, accusing Russia of falsely using or misusing the Genocide Convention, to claim uh, crimes against ethnic Russians uh, in uh, 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 the Donbass and Luhansk. Now, again, this may be a long, drawn-out process, but transnational justice at least uh, sets the standards that makes it more difficult in the long run uh, for the perpetrators of war crimes uh, to uh, have impunity. And finally, and I suppose most significantly, the United Nations continues to be the convener. The one place Uh, As noisy and as rumbustious as it is where the world comes together every September to uh, get what it wants off its uh, chest, uh, to state its particular points of view and where everybody, including even the small South Island states, have a chance to uh, be uh, heard. It keeps the spotlight on abuses, draws attention to problems and allows some of the issues that are not always in the daily headlines to be given an airing. It also allows even private citizens to come along and get the world's attention. For example, just yesterday, the parents of Ivan Agoskovich, the Washington uh, 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 Wall Street Journal, excuse me, reporter who has been detained by Russia on trumped up charges of spying. uh, uh They were there. Uh, petitioning the world community to draw more attention to their plight of the, the plight of their son. So yes, the UN certainly needs reform. And usefully, President Biden in his speech to the General Assembly on Tuesday, uh, did for the first time, give specific US endorsement to enlarge the Security Council by six new members and make it more legitimate. In his address, President Zelensky suggested that countries like Russia, which abuse the UN Charter, should have their vetoes withdrawn or even be suspended from the UN altogether. Those things are not going to happen. And certainly the UN needs to reform more than simply enlarging the Security Council, where the debate is often focused. It needs, for example, to delegate its peacekeeping and conflict resolution efforts more to regional organizations. Look at what the African Union and ECOWAS are doing at the moment to try to deal with the issues in Burkina, Faso, uh, Mali or Niger after the military coups. It also needs perhaps to focus more attention on its agencies like the World Health Organization or the UN High Commission for Refugees, which often function well, but are underfunded and maybe have less fewer political debates uh, in New York. Easier said than done. Uh, Reform, of course, will be a very difficult process and will take some period of time to come. But at a time when, as Antonio Guterres said, the world is ripping apart between the camp of the democracies and the camp of the authoritarians. Anything that can still provide some connective tissue, uniting the various countries of the world behind common causes like climate change, is badly needed. And the UN may not be the best organization, but at least it's the only one we have for now. Thank you for listening And this week. Look forward to engaging with you very soon.